Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Early Bird Podcast for Monday slate of MLB action. I am Jason. Floyd, as always, here on the Monday uh, slate edition of the Early Bird Podcast, joined by Terry. Terry, man, how you doing, man? How's your weekend been? Weekend's been good, Jess. You know, it's a little bit quiet, uh, fewer lineups than I normally do because I was on the Friday live before lock, the Saturday live before lock, and, uh, you know, just uh, giving it to the people when I'm on those shows, trying to not uh, be sitting here crunching lineups and freezing my computer and having to reset things and all that. So a little bit quiet, got back in the action today, having like a break-even, frustrating kind of a day, but uh, it's been good. You know, a lot of time uh, just hanging out, walking the dog, and uh, taking it easy. Yeah, that's my way. When people see me doing, you know, those shows, and you see me looking to my right, looking to my left, that's because I'm looking at another computer screen on the various things. That the, especially during those live before lock show, where you're like, okay, you know, we've we've got an update on ownership. Let me let me see where our ownerships are at, and you know, who's going to be chalky, who's not going to be chalky. But uh, you know, of course, on Monday we've got an 11 game slate uh, on DraftKings and FanDuel, both main slates starting at 7:05. Of course, the uh, two games that are not a part of this slate is a doubleheader of the Cardinals and Cubs. I guess we're still counting on the Cardinals are going to play. I think in today's world, uh, you know, it's something that, especially the fact of, uh, you know, is, is only playing eight games heading into today. So we'll we'll see what, what happens with them. But uh, obviously you're up there in New York. You know about what's going on with the Yankees and DJ going to the IL. That's obviously going to be uh, something to pay attention to in terms of when you're constructing, you know, say if you want a Yankee stack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, you know, another hit to this Yankees lineup. And there's still a strong lineup. There's still a lot of quality in here, but it's it's definitely diminished at this point. We have to be realistic about it. You take Mike Stanton, Aaron Judge, and DJ LeMahieu out of a lineup, that's going to take your projections down. That's going to hurt you for sure. Uh, there are still bats I like to get to in that lineup. We'll talk about them when we hit that game. Uh, but yeah, you're, you know, you're covering some of those spots. Now you've got Tyler Wade's going to be in there pretty regularly. He's a kid I like, but like, you know, he's not DJ LeMay, who was a contender to hit 400 this year in our silly, uh, 60 game sprint season. So yeah, it's a hit to my Yanks, but, uh, I, I don't think they need those guys to hang 10 more on the Red Sox tonight. So. Yeah, it, it is. It has not been a good time to be a Red Sox pitcher over the last <laughs> week. That, that that pitch, man, it is. I saw my Rays just completely just light them up, and, and now it's the Yankees, and you kind of wonder how that thing's going to get around. Of course, we're going to talk about that matchup between the Red Sox and Yankees here momentarily. We'll let you know. Today's show is sponsored by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports, the most trusted name in fantasy sports. Yahoo DFS now includes CSV upload and CSV edit features for those looking to play 
play multiple lineups, make better choices, choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy. And, of course, I uh, mentioned about the Yankees and the Red Sox there, the, the game that's going to kick off tomorrow's slate. At 7.05, uh, you know, going for the Red Sox will be Martin Perez. Yankees, uh, not officially announced, but we do expect that it is going to be Jordan Montgomery. Uh, when you look at Perez, 2-2 two and two on the year with a 3.38 ERA, 16 Ks. He's only given up four runs over 16 and a third. He's only pitched one time at Yankee Stadium, and that was back in August of 2018, where he pitched five innings and gave up seven runs. That's the Martin Perez that I've been talking about all year. I know I've missed on him a couple times because I keep bad-mouthing him, but that's the guy I'm talking about. That's the guy I think we see tomorrow. Um, you know, I mentioned this diminished Yankees lineup just a second ago, but uh, I like taking them here. Uh, I do not think Martin Perez is a good pitcher. I know he's gotten by. Uh, he's managed to, to limit hard contact in 2019. He was 96th percentile in exit velo, 93rd in hard hit, 82nd in barrels. So he's done a decent job of limiting contact, uh, limiting quality contact. But he's lost three miles an hour off of his fastball. He's throwing it 30% of the time versus uh, 41% of the time. He's changing up his stuff. He does have some strikeouts, some swing and miss in his uh, cutter and his changeup. Uh, he works in the high 80s with those, uh, you know, very low 90s, high 80s with that fastball. So not a pitcher I love on the uh, on the arm side of things. Uh, he's a 169 home run per nine in 2018. That's the guy we're talking about. Uh, 125 home run per nine uh, for his career. So I think even this diminished Yankees lineup with all this power in it can get to him. Uh, there are definitely strikeouts there, so I would consider rolling him out there, uh, particularly 5,800 on DraftKings as an SP2. That's very tempting. That makes a lot of sense to me. 7,300 on FanDuel. I think we could do better in that mid-range. I don't love him there. Uh, but I think the Yankees' bats are, are you know, really the focus uh, play here. You know, as we do this show here on uh, early Sunday evening, second base Tyler Wade is, and he's in the nine hole. Is that somebody that is even kind of in your consideration as you move forward looking at this team while obviously DJ is out? He is. He's a dynamic kid. Uh, he's a hit tool speed kind of a guy. He's not going to blow anybody away with power by any means. Strikes out a little bit too much. You know, he hasn't done much at the major league level, but he's going to be very, very cheap for starters. He's 2100 on FanDuel tomorrow, 28 on DK with second base and outfield eligibility. So gives you a little bit of that position flex. Gives you the ability to wrap around from the bottom of the lineup. He's probably going to spend his entire time down there while he's, uh, while he's starting for this team. So, yeah, I think – Depending on what we're seeing in the stacks tool tomorrow with how popular the Yankees are and how much we really need to differentiate our Yankees builds, we can get to varying degrees of them. You, know, you want to use them more if we need to differentiate more. You need to use them less if they're not that popular. I don't think they're going to be crazy popular on an 11-game slate just because of the names that are out of this lineup. So I think we're going to be able to be different enough with names like uh, Luke Voigt and Aaron Hicks and Mike Topman and Gary Sanchez. We've seen Gary light it up over the last few days. We talked about him the other day with uh, his continued just absolutely smoking the ball every time he does make contact. So it's just a matter of getting the bat on the ball. We've seen I think it's three straight home runs now, three straight days. Uh, so definitely love getting him in there. Um, so I think there are some interesting things you can do with this Yankees lineup. Clint Frazier is probably going to be another guy down toward the bottom of that lineup. He's been crushing it since he came up. He's still a top-end prospect despite uh, being blocked, being a little bit old for a guy still uh, kind of a triple-A and a guy that not everybody knows about. Uh, so I like build, mixing and matching there. And I think we can do similar things with the Red Sox on the other side. Much as I hate to say it, Jordan Montgomery not really a uh, DFS target by any means. 
And I think at 7,800, he's not even really on the SP2 board for me on DK. I think there's too much quality in this Red Sox lineup. Um, you know, and you get to guys like J.D. Martinez and their Bogarts. Uh, there's just a lot of right-handed quality in there to throw at him. I don't know if we're going to see a Mitch Moreland in the lineup, lefty-lefty. Uh, Alex Verdugo suffers a little bit lefty-lefty, but he's still a patient hitter. So there's a lot that you can do with that Sox lineup, even though they're not the Sox that they once were. Um, so I think this one's pretty much all about the bats on both sides. Man, you're just reading my mind because I was about to say, hey, do, do you like him in the SP2 spot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning to consider that a little bit more. I know I talk a lot uh, FanDuel-wise, but uh, yeah, I got to start thinking more and more on those uh, those DK plays. So yeah, that one, I, I just think it's too much to, to pay up for at that spot. If he's very, very unpopular, very untouched, maybe you can get to him a little bit. Um, he's throwing a little bit more uh, change-ups, uh, 27% usage on his change-ups. Uh, 19% usage on his curves. He does get a little bit of swing and miss, 38.6% uh, to whiff on the uh, change, 313 on the curve. 43% usage on a uh, fastball that he's now throwing. It's like a fastball-sinker combo, two-seamer, uh, that he's throwing 93 now, up from 90 miles an hour. So getting a little bit more velo. So there's some encouraging signs there. But, again, he's just not a DFS pitcher for me, really. Uh, we'll move on to uh, the Nationals and the Braves as uh, Anibal Sanchez going to go be going for the Nationals 0-3 with a 9.69 ERA. He is 13 uh, has 13 strikeouts, 7,200 on DraftKings. He's allowed 14 earned runs over his last three starts. He has had 23 career career starts against the Braves. 8-11 and 11 with a 4.64 ERA. And, of course, going up against Toussaint 0-1, 7.27 ERA. Does have 23 strikeouts. Uh, his last start against the Yankees, four innings pitch, four earned runs, only got three Ks. But, of course, prior to that, he had the game where he had nine Ks. Yeah, we, we've seen good and bad from Tukey. Um, I think it's been one good, three short. Two pretty bad. Uh, you know, the uh, he did have one in there that was just a limited uh, pitch count kind of a game. We've seen the upside, and, and I do like it. I'm not sure this is necessarily the spot for it. I like a lot of things about this Nationals lineup, more from a DFS perspective, just of how they come together and what they offer us as uh, point fantasy point scorers. Um, so I think you can use Tuki a little bit here. I wouldn't go nuts with it. Uh, he's 25.2% uh, strikeout rate in his, in his 88 innings in the majors. So good strikeout rate, but he walks too many. He's up at 13.1% walks, which is just allowing too much opportunity. And you do that with guys on this team who have speed, who can make things happen on the base paths. Now you're talking about getting into situations where guys are going to be in scoring position and base hits bring guys around. I can see them putting up runs on him without necessarily knocking the ball out of the ballpark. Um, so I'd be concerned about that. He is, you know, great, great stuff. Uh, throws a 94 mile an hour fastball 35% of the time. He's getting 50% uh, whiff rate on uh, his uh, curveball, which he throws at 76. So big, big uh, change of uh, change of pace on that pitch. Uh, also getting 36% whiff on his uh, splitter and 30% on a uh, slider. So a lot of swing and miss potential in there. I do like the kid. Don't love the spot. Um, 7100 is not bad for him on FanDuel, but I'm not getting a great projection. Anibal is a guy that in the past I've liked to sneak into some big slates, but he's really disappointed as you read off some of those numbers. And, you know, I, when I hear a big ERA early in a season on a small sample, I like to jump immediately to, you know, what does his XFIP look like? And so far, it's not a good sign. It's a 618 XFIP. So, I mean, it's a little better, but that is not a good number either. So, uh, there's just not a lot to love. 
Uh, his fastball is down to 89 miles an hour. It was 30, uh, was 91 miles an hour, throwing it 39% of the time. Changeup is 87, so he's losing some of the differential, be- differential between his fastball and his changeup, which probably explains why some of it's just sitting there, easy to make contact with. Uh, he's down in the so far this season. 13th percentile in exit velo, 37th in hard hit, 8th in barrels, 9th in fastball velo, 3rd in curveball spin. So he's never been a heavy curveball spin guy, but just not showing a lot of quality stuff here, just kind of leaving it flat in the zone. So I think we can definitely look at some Braves bats here. Uh, I talk about the Braves a lot, and there's a lot of bats I like. Freddie Freeman, big power bat, big lefty here. Nick Markakis is another good lefty bat in this lineup. A lot of right-handed uh, quality in the lineup. Dansby up top probably, uh, Marcelo Zuna. We do have Ronald Acuna Jr. out of the out of the lineup, but I don't think it diminishes them well, it diminishes them for sure. He's an MVP candidate, but I think for our purposes here, we can definitely still put them in play and uh, and use them pretty well here. Yeah, I mean, just looking at, at the salaries on DraftKings, I mean, obviously you got to pay up for Freddie Freeman at, at fifty three hundred, Azuna forty seven hundred, but after that, you know, Dansby's on Swanson forty four hundred, you know, Riley four thousand, Flowers thirty nine hundred. It just keeps going down lower and lower. I mean, I, I got to imagine when, when we get into Monday and as the days go on, and, and looking at those ownerships. Is Braves maybe a sneaky snack uh, stack play? I hope it will be sneaky because it's one I'm definitely going to be looking at. Um, they're not crushing my home run model, which I wouldn't necessarily expect up against Anibal, but they're doing well in it. They've got a lot of good projections, and then they've got a lot of quality projections just in fantasy points. So this is a team I'm definitely going to be looking at. Definitely going to keep an eye on what Alex thinks of them, which is something I always cross-check my numbers against and usually switch to his when there's any kind of difference. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be keeping close eye on the Braves, and I'm going to also be keeping an eye on what the Nationals are looking like um, and what Tukey's ownership is looking like. If his ownership gets out of control, which it might, you know, he's a name, uh, he's a name prospect, and uh, the Nationals are a team that doesn't get a ton of respect in general. So I could see his ownership going up, which would add to the appeal of the National stack for and then I gotta imagine when we're looking at bats, you gotta be looking at this Mets and Marlins game. Uh, you know, you look at the Mets pitcher. It, it, you know, only thirty three pitches in, in his previous start against the Nats. It, it, you know, according to on MLB.com, noting that's expected that he's gonna go forty five to fifty five pitches. I mean, and, and that could literally be. I mean, if you have a bad first or second inning, you're, you could be you know getting into another pitcher in, in the third inning. And you got Jordan going for the Marlins, who uh, has surrendered four home runs in seven and a third. And last year at Marlins Park, he had just given up five homers in 39 innings. Yeah, I mean, that's a gas can so far this year for sure in 2020. And uh, he's somebody that he does get the strikeout from time to time. He's a decent strikeout guy, 25.2% in his 86 major league innings. But that's a small sample. Walks too many guys. Uh, he's got a fastball sinker combo. Throws throws uh, 30% sliders 22, uh, at a, just a 22% whiff rate. He's got a good cutter that generates 50% whiff, and uh, he uses it 57% of the time as a put away. Uh, to, he gets 57% put away with it, but he only uses it 11% of the time. So it seems like he suffers from just a bad pitch mix. I think I'd like to see him make some changes anyway. Uh, with those crazy numbers that you mentioned, four home runs in just seven innings or whatever, it's completely unfair to mention, but I'll do it anyway because it's amusing me. Uh, he is bottom 1% in Basically everything contact related in Statcast, <laughs> barrels, hard hit, exit velo against anything that you want to look at, bottom percent. I mean, it, like I said, it's very unfair because it's a small sample. But I think some of the power in this Mets lineup, we talk about Peter Alonso all the time. He just is a 
destroyer of baseballs. Love the power that he brings. 288 projected ISO from Steamer for the season. Uh, but there's other bats that I like here. I like Dom Smith in a lefty-righty. He's probably going to be cleaning up at a pretty cheap price on both sides. Not getting a ton of respect yet. Gets uh, first base and outfield on uh, DraftKings. We've got J.D. Davis has a decent amount of power. Michael Conforto is a guy I really like in a lefty-righty. think he can definitely bring it. He's getting a nice power number in my home run model here. Brandon Nimmo up top. He's a guy that I've said a couple times on these uh, pods and everything that I don't like as a hitter, but as I dig into him more, I'm starting to respect his on-base skills, uh, especially leading off atop this lineup. He's, he's a good table setter for these guys. So I think we can get to him. We've talked about Wilson Ramos as a catcher play on DK before. He makes a good guy to mix into some FanDuel lineups too. He's only 2,200 over there. So mix him in at a util spot, mix him in at a catcher first base to get different every now and then. Keep an eye on the popularity with these guys. I feel like it'll maybe be a popular spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Gazelman, only 4,500 on DK. Could be one of those like EMAC 5% type specials where you roll them out there just in a few. You're hoping he gets through three or four innings with that limited, limited pitch count. Gives you a few strikeouts and just kind of a good enough kind of a game. And then you can do pretty much anything with bats. Not something I would necessarily lean into, but uh, it is definitely one that I feel like EMAC would mention. So I'll throw it out there. It makes me think of uh, listening to the early bird a couple days ago when Blake Snell was pitching. And you know, Emac was talking about just basically saying, okay, you know he's not stretched out yet, but if he goes four innings, is there enough strikeouts for him to get for him? You know, and obviously Blake Snell, we're talking about two totally different you know salaries, <laughs> you know, but of you know, and, and even in this situation of could he potentially maybe get enough strikeouts where it actually can pay off and and allow you to kind of build a a, a roster that you would love to have? So. Those are very different pitchers. We definitely need to qualify that in more than just salary. Um, But on DraftKings, the way that it works, I think Gisellman could give us enough where if he's picking up three, four strikeouts and just getting by, not giving up too many hits, not giving up the runs, which is going to be critical for him there, I think he could give you just enough at that low, low price of 4,500 where you're squeaking by. It's again, it's not something I would do in any big deployment. Little five percenter and then just pick a couple of those. But I think he could put up an okay enough game. He limits hard contact. Uh, he's 98th percentile legs of velo so far, 88th hard hit, uh, 96th in barrels. Uh, he has a 95 mile an hour fastball sinker combo pitch that he throws 50% of the time. Uh, generated 55% whiff on uh, the 16 of them that were qualified as sinkers on StatCast. Uh, 22% whiff on 11 sliders that he's thrown so far this year. So you'd like to see a little more swing and miss on the slider as an out pitch, and that would help his uh, strikeout potential. But maybe, you know, maybe. 158 <laughs> innings pitched as a starter in his career, 22 starts in 2017, 471 ERA. I don't have the FIP number on that, but, uh, you know, not a good pitcher by any means. But we could grab something at that price. Uh, you know, moving on over to the Blue Jays and the Orioles playing on, on Monday evening. Uh, you got Alex Cobb is slated to go for the Orioles. The Orioles, as we're doing the show, has not officially come out, but that's what we expect is, is going to be the starter. And, and Ryu going for the Blue Jays, who has been on fire his last two starts, uh, allowed one run over 11 innings, 15 strikeouts. He's 9400 on DK. Now, the price has come up on Alex Cobb. You know, last week I think he was at 4000 Now he's at 7300 so that price is coming up on him. Yeah, and Cobb, that price is going to go back down on 
<laughs> but I think he's just not a pitcher I like. Uh, he's doing a little bit with smoke and mirrors. He's a target for me. I like those Jays bats. Uh, I like them at a discount on FanDuel. They are low, low price. Uh, so I think we get a ton of quality there and a lot of opportunity. Cobb is basically broken in my home run model from uh, some of his history where he's given up like 47 home runs in like nine innings pitched a couple of years. Those are obviously joking numbers, but uh, something stupid like that. So I'd get just absurd home run marks here. So I have to actually go in and fix it. But if I did fix it, they'd still all be well over 10 and not all, but like seven of these hitters. Uh, so I get very strong home run marks uh, against Alex Cobb here. I really like attacking him. Um, Basically throwing the same three pitches that he's always thrown, same stuff. Uh, he's in the – so far this year, even though he's been getting by, he's in the 20th percentile in exit velo allowed, 16th in hard hit allowed, 32nd percentile in barrels allowed. So he's still allowing a ton of quality contact. He just, I think, has gotten lucky, I guess, is what I would all uh, fall back on on that. 92-mile-an-hour fastball, 87-mile-an-hour uh, splitter, 81% curveball. He does get a 40% swing and miss on the splitter, so it's a good pitch for him. But he's not a guy I like. I think we attack him with the bats. I'm getting a not good projection for him. Not as terrible as I would expect. 6,500 on FanDuel. It's not the play for me. If you want to make it, I can argue for it that there are Ks in this lineup. Um, but he's just not a, a big strikeout pitcher to me. 7,300 I think is too high on DK. Um, I would roll him out there in very limited percentage. Ryu on the other side, absolutely love the pitcher. I think it's a great spot for him going up against these Orioles. Uh, you mentioned the strikeouts are there. Uh, he's just cruising. He's a control pitcher, 5.6% career walk rate, keeps the ball in the yard, 0.89% uh, 0.89 home runs per nine allowed for his career. So just a pitcher I really, really like. Getting a very good projection on him. Uh, unfortunately, the naming convention changed, so his uh, salary isn't popping up in front of me, but I expect to have a lot of them tomorrow. I uh, love the matchup. Definitely like to attack this Orioles team with pitchers when they're uh, when they're quality pitchers. And we got to mention with the Blue Jays, Bo Bichette was placed on the IL due to a, a right knee injury, so I think that's something to play into when you're – you know, when you're putting your lineups together, and if you want to do a Blue Jay stack, that obviously he's you're going to see right next to his name. You're going to see IL. Yeah, yeah, and you want to make sure you know. Obviously, don't put him in, uh, but we'll probably get uh, left-handed Joe Panic in there at uh, the bare minimum on Fanduel. Um, so I don't hate that. You know, as a differentiator, you can stick Joe Panic in there. He's fine. Uh, we've seen him before in uh, years in San Francisco. Decent little hitter. Nothing to really write home about, but he can produce every now and then with the bat. You got a guy like Rowdy Tellez, a lot of power in the back end of this lineup as a lefty and against a bad righty. So there are still things I like to do, and then there's all the juniors and everybody, uh, the other guys still up at the top there that we can get to. So a lot of things I like about this lineup still. Travis Shaw is another lefty, uh, big lefty bat in that one. First base and third base eligibility on DK. Only 2500 on FanDuel. And then we got the uh, Royals and the Twins. Uh, Twins are expected to have Matt Weisler go for them and Chris Bubik going for the Royals. Chris, uh, fourth uh, big lead start, his last outing, which came against the Reds, seven hits and five runs over five innings. Uh, but I guess we want to say the good news with that stat line is he retired the last seven batters he faced. I don't know how important that, that figure should be, but thought I'd throw that out there. I, you know, you like to see a kid face some adversity and then uh, come through and uh, stay in the game and everything. So, yeah, we can we can narrative that one up a little bit. Why not? Um, not getting killer projection on Bubich here, and that's got more to do with, I think, the matchup than anything else. Uh, just the Twins are world beaters, and uh, they project really well for me. I do like Bubich as a, as a pitcher in general. Uh, I think he's 
we've seen some growing pains from him, but you know we've seen quality from him. He's been a high twenties uh, strikeout percentage guy in the minors. Uh, through most of that was all at high A or below, so take it with a grain of salt. But at those stops, he was only a half a home run per nine, zero point five home run per nine. So very good at keeping the ball in the yard over that time. Uh, 54% 92 mile an hour four seam fastball that he gets 25% swing and miss on so far, which is pretty good swing and miss for a fastball. Uh, 32% 80 mile an hour changeups, a nice uh, 12 mile an hour uh, speed differential there, getting 26.7% swing and miss on that. Mixing in a four, uh, 14% of an 80 mile an hour curve, not a ton of data on that pitch yet, but uh, up and coming pitcher. I think the Twins get to him here though. I'm getting good power projections on him. Five guys over 10 in my home run model. Everybody could probably guess who they are. So we've got, uh, you know, bats we really like. Max Kepler is a big lefty leading off. I like to mention Eddie Rosario a lot here as a lefty in this lineup. Uh, and then you've got Sano, Nelson Cruz. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez hitting from both sides of the plate is a guy I always like to throw in the mix. 2,600 on FanDuel at third base. First base and third base eligibility on DK at just 3,900. So I'm going to th- probably be building a fair amount of twins out here, I think. Uh, keep an eye on them in the stop stacks, but I have a feeling Alex will like them too. I, I feel like when I go on awesomeo.com on, on Monday morning and I see an article from you on stacks, I have a feeling I'm going to see read something about the twins in there somewhere. I think uh, you probably will. I'm not sure. Emac might beat me to the punch, but I feel like one of us is going to hit those twins for sure. And, uh, yeah, you'll definitely see one of them uh, popping in my home run model nicely, no doubt about it. So, yeah, that's a, that's a spot I really like. Um, on the pitching side, uh, we had uh, we changed it up to uh, Whistler. Uh, when you spotted that, I had uh, Kent Ameda going. So there's a chance it's him, but I think, like you called out, uh, he's on short rest. So it's probably not – probably going to be Whistler. Uh, the only thing I had a chance to jot down, uh, 400 innings pitched in the majors, a uh, former Braves prospect, 1-5-1 home run per nine. So a guy who gives up the home run, 4-8-1 career FIP. Uh, so there might be some quality in this Royals lineup as well. This might be a spot where we go to both sides on the offense. A lot of power in Jorge Soler. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We've seen what Merrifield produced this season. Uh, Sally Perez scratched today, so I'm not sure what his status is going to be, which would be a big hit to this lineup and a big hit to our catcher uh, ownership shares on DraftKings. So keep an eye on that. But still quality with Hunter Dozier, Ryan O'Hearn, Michael Franco in this lineup. Adalberto Mondesi struggling still this year, uh, hitting toward the back end of this lineup now. But he's a guy that we've seen do it in the past. We've seen uh, produce stealing bases, uh, produce with his bat. So I'm going to probably mix and match some of those Royals if they look good in the top stacks tool tomorrow. And it might be a spot that we get away with a little bit of uh, an under on sneaky play. I'm not sure. They've popped a couple times so far, so I'm not sure what the public really thinks of them. Uh, so we'll see. It'll be an interesting spot for the Royals tomorrow. Then we got the Tigers against the White Sox. Uh, Matthew Boyd going for the Tigers. He is 0-2 with a 10.24 ERA, 18 Ks. Uh, gave up seven runs in four and two-thirds innings against the White Sox on Wednesday. He did give up four runs there uh, in the fifth inning. And then after the game, he said he needs to shake out some of the bad habits mechanically. 
So take that forever you want. Uh, now, on DraftKings right now, they list Dylan Cease as a starter. However, on MLB.com, they say it's Gio Gonzalez. I'll probably go, I'll go with MLB.com on this one. That's going to be uh, Gio, who uh, has allowed 26 hits, eight walks over 16 and a third this year, 0-1 with a 6.61 ERA and 14 strikeouts. Yeah, another shaky, shaky pitching spot. Um, Boyd is not a guy I believed in while he was proving it uh, a little bit last year. Uh, we saw him tick up to around 30%, 30.2% strikeouts last year, which was a big jump. His career mark is 22.7. Uh, the only discernible change I could find was that he added uh, two miles an hour and about 100 revolutions uh, to his uh, spin rate on his fastball. And that seems to have made the difference. But I don't, I don't trust it. I don't believe it. He's doing it still this year, but he's already back down to just 18% strikeouts from the limited sample so far this year in uh, 19 innings pitched. So I think that's more than Matt Boyd that Matt Boyd really is. Uh, he's vulnerable to the home run, 1.67 home run per nine for his career, uh, 172 to right-handed hitters. So we know that uh, we can attack him with righty bats. The White Sox offer plenty of right-handed power. We know that. We've talked about it a lot. Uh, a lot of it comes from the corner, uh, the first base catcher spot, uh, where we can mix and match two out of three of those guys in our lineups on both sites. Uh, well, two if we're calling a, if we're using Yasmani Grandal all the time, and then the two first basemen, we rotate them. And then on FanDuel, we can use two of the three guys across the three spots. Love the pricing on all three of those guys on FanDuel as well. 2900 for Yasmani, 3 k for Jose Abreu, and 2700 for Edwin Encarnacion. I do not know why the intern that they have making pricing over at FanDuel is doing this, but it's probably out of protest. They've, uh, they're probably not being paid enough. But, uh, yeah, FanDuel needs to fix this pricing and fast because the White Sox are way too good to be priced like this against this kind of a pitcher. I'm going to be loading up White Sox tomorrow. Um, they went off again today. They're a team I love and I talk about a lot. But, uh, yeah, this, this looks like a killer, killer spot to me. So looking at Matt Boyd this year, I'm going to give you some numbers. 1.3, 9.9, negative 0.1, and 0.5. That would be his DraftKings points this year. <laughs> Yikes. And you got to pay 8,900 for him on DraftKings tomorrow. So I would say, yeah, I think I, I yeah. don't, I mean, could, could you even make, could you sell him at 8.9 on DraftKings? There are strikeouts in this lineup, I suppose. So if you get that 2019 Matt Boyd, who was striking out guys 30% of the time, um, I just don't think that's the guy we're going to get here. And these guys, this White Sox team is going to throw all right-handed hitters at him. You know, you've got two of the main bats are switch hitters, and then everybody else we're looking at really is a righty hitter. So I think he's just done for in this lineup. I think that trend that we're seeing is going to continue, and I can't justify the price, let alone the play. I, I just don't know how we get there. 7200 on FanDuel, I guess. I mean, I like it better. But I think this is just a full-on avoid spot for me, and I'm going to be hammering those White Sox bats. Um and I don't like to look at, you know, hey, a stack is owned well, let's put the pitcher in. It doesn't really work that way for me. It works the other way. Hey, the pitcher is owned highly, let's build in some of the bats. Because that's where we're capturing the variance more more than we are on the pitching side. Usually a stack like this going off like that is probably an indicator that it's just a really bad pitching spot, which I think this is. Exactly. Uh, Geo on the other side, you know, he's mm – -hmm. Those Tigers bats against lefties every now and again, we can get to them. Uh, Johnny Scope has a, an okay projection for me, cheap, cheap price. But there's not a lot of 
good bats in this lineup. And they just lost C.J. Crone, who was by far the best one, to I believe it was season-ending surgery. So I think these Tigers are going to be a spot to exploit with a lot of pitchers. I don't know that Gio's that guy. He does limit the home runs, .79 home runs per nine for his career. But he's a soft-tossing kind of a guy. He's not really a strikeout guy uh, at this point of his career. 22.5% strikeouts over the course of time. Only 6,000 on FanDuel. I guess I could justify it there if you really need some money to spend up for some of the expensive bats. Maybe, uh, well, if his teammates were appropriately priced, maybe he could do that, but don't need to make that argument. 7,700 on DK, I think you could do better, but maybe mix him in as a low-owned SP2 here and there, you know, 5%, 10% max. Um, not a pitching play. Not really a bats play for me for the Tigers, though. Not a spot I'm going to go to very much. Before we move on to the Padres and the Rangers, we want to let you know about the Osmo Plus MLB Weekly Pass where you can get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for MLB DFS with an Osmo Plus MLB Weekly Pass for $15.95. This includes full access to Osmo's leading player projections, ownership projections, and the all-new Top Pitchers tool and more. Get your pass today. Mentioning about the Padres and the Rangers, uh, Zach Davies going for the Padres. Jordan Lyles going for the Rangers. Uh, Zach Davies, 2-2 uh, two and two on the year for the 2.78 ERA, 18 strikeouts. His last outing, which came against the Dodgers, seven innings pitch, two earned runs, and five strikeouts on the other side. Jordan Lyles, 1-1 one one with a 6.06 ERA, 12 Ks. He's made two starts. First up, he did make two starts against the Padres last year, one with Pittsburgh, one with Milwaukee. He was 1-0 with a 1.54 ERA and a 1.03 whip. Uh, he did allow four runs and five innings pitch in his last start against the Mariners. Now, I will say this. On DraftKings, they list Mike Miner as the starter, uh, probable starter for the Rangers. But uh, MLB.com had Jordan Lyles and so did ESPN.com. So I'm going to say that's likely the starter. Love to keep us guessing. It's been fun doing this this year, <laughs> night before prep and everything. It's been fun. Um, yeah, I had Jordan Lyles too, so that's who we'll uh, we'll focus in on. Decent price, sixty six hundred on Fanduel, seventy three on DK. Like him better as a SP two option on DK. Uh, he's the pitcher I like better out of these two. Definitely not my favorite by any means, but he's a guy I think maybe we can get away with. Uh, He's a 17.3% strikeout guy, so not a ton of strikeouts. 1.21 home run per nine for his career, so not crazy vulnerable to to the home run. Um, He's an okay pitcher. He's kind of a decent real-life pitcher, like a fourth starter kind of a guy. If you need some savings, I think you can get by with him here. Uh, he's 48%, so he kind of just pounds the zone with a 92-mile-an-hour fastball, and then he's 33% on a knuckle curve that he gets 26.7% uh, swing and miss on. Decent little pitch for him. He's throwing fewer sliders this year. Uh, he's generating 55% swing and miss on the few that he's thrown. Normally that's around 25%-ish, but he seems to be limiting that pitch a little bit. Not sure of the reason behind that. Maybe something to keep an eye on. So he's working with like two pitches this year. But I think we can get to him. Uh, Davies on the other side, not a pitcher I really like. He's a control guy, another soft tosser kind of a guy. Uh, 88-mile-an-hour fastball, uh, two-seamer sinker kind of a pitch that he throws 33% of the time. <clears throat> Generates uh, 33% whiff on a uh, changeup that he throws at 79 miles an hour, 41% of the time. And just 11% uh, whiff on his uh, cutter that he throws 24% of the time at 87 uh, so his key is limiting hard contact, uh, 1.02 home run per nine for his career. So keep the ball in the yard. You might be able to get by with him. 
But for DFS purposes, never a guy I really like to roster. 7,800 on FanDuel is way too much for a pitcher, his quality in my mind. And 8,200 on DraftKings is kind of astounding. <laughs> I really don't know how they're getting to that number. Um, so, yeah, just not a pitcher I'm going to there. I'll take a peek at the Rangers' bats. Uh, definitely like Joey Gallo a lot against anybody as a one-off on uh, FanDuel. Um, 4,800 on DraftKings. Not bad. Um, you know, it's. A, I'd like to see that maybe a tick lower for what Joey's given us so far. Uh, but definitely as a part of stacks, we can use him all over the place. Uh, Willie Calhoun, a lot of quality there. Um, not a stack I'm probably going to get to unless it looks really, really killer in the stack tool, though. Uh, same thing with the Padres. They're not really popping for me. I was expecting a little bit more from both sides in the offense in this one. So maybe it's something I'll poke around that. Definitely keep an eye on in the stacks tool and see how much we get to them. Uh, there's bats I like, but Tommy Pham might not be playing. That would be a hit to this lineup. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, then we got the Rockies and the Astros. Uh, one of the notes that I found really interesting about uh, you know Kyle Freeland in this spot, um, he's never pitched at, at Minute Maid Park. And Right now, uh, heading into Sunday, he was fourth among NL starters with a 58.7% ground ball rate. Yeah, that is critical for him is getting that ground ball. Um, so he relies on that. He throws a changeup 33% of the time, 30% fastball, and the 19% curve. Uh, the 19% curve is really where he generates a lot of his ground balls. He's got a decent spin rate on it. Uh, so far in 2020, he's in the 86th percentile on exit velocity allowed, 80th in barrels. Uh, 84th and hard hit. It's a very small sample. And in 2019, in a bigger sample, over, uh, I believe it was 104 innings, uh, he was 25th percentile in exit velo, 18th percentile in barrels, 20th percentile in hard hit. That's probably more the guy that we're dealing with here. Uh, lefty going up against this Astros lineup we know is something that we like to target. Uh, we got Jordan Alvarez back in this lineup, and he's a lefty who gets to lefties like crazy, shows a ton of power against lefties. So maybe we gain a little bit by just you know, the general public skipping him just because it's a lefty-lefty matchup and we can gain a little bit of ground, make him a little sneaky. Uh, we love George Springer, Alex Bregman against anybody. Yuli Gurriel is another guy, uh, right-handed bat in this lineup, a lot of pop. Carlos Correa is a guy I mention every time we talk about the Astros. We've got Jose Altuve hitting down lineup now, uh, which is a change. They've uh, kind of dropped him. He's been struggling a little bit, but – I still totally trust Jose Altuve. A little bit of a slump doesn't worry me. It's just a product of the 60-game season. You can't let him work out that problem up the top of the lineup right now. We're seeing a similar thing with Chris Davis from the A's where he's been sitting a lot just because of a struggle. You just don't have time to let him work that out in the 60-game season. So I love getting to Altuve and uh, Kyle Tucker down at the bottom of this lineup, making a sneaky little stack, either the back end of a mid-lineup uh, stack or as a wraparound play. So really a lot of things we can do with that Astros lineup against Freeland here. Uh, Belak going on the other side, gotten into five innings of uh, each of his two starts. Decent little pitcher, 10th uh, prospect for the Astros, I think. Uh, so not bad um, for 6,300 on FanDuel. I don't get a good enough projection that I think he's going to sneak into many of my lineups. 7,400 is maybe a little high for him on DK, but as an SP2, you can work with that. And you know, maybe like a 15% range kind of a guy. Uh, Against this Rockies lineup on the road, there's a lot to like about that. But there's still some quality hitters in the middle of that lineup who probably don't need to be named. They're so popular and, uh, and known. Yeah. 
Uh, we, we should mention about uh, Alvarez. He was scratched from the lineup on Sunday with right knee uh, discomfort. So that is something as you're looking at uh, whether or not he may be in the lineup on Monday, something to definitely Good. pay attention to when we're Good talking call. about uh, the Astros. Uh, next up, uh, we have got the Athletics and the Diamondbacks. Zach Gowan going for the Diamondbacks. Chris Bissett going for the A's. Uh, Chris, 2-0 in the year, 2.42 ERA, 19 Ks. Uh, Zach on the other side, uh, 0-0 with the 2.74 ERA. His uh, last outing against the Rockies, seven innings pitched, two runs, no walks. The, only, the runs he gave up was on a Nolan Arenado home run. Yeah, so Bassett's a guy. He pounds the zone with the fastball-sinker combo. Was uh, 40% sinker, 16% four-seamer, uh, according to what StatCast is qualifying those pitches at. 22% cutter uh, that he throws, uh, gets a 21% swing and miss on. Curveball, he's getting 35% swing and miss, which kind of holds up with his previous career numbers. But he's only throwing it 10% of the time, which is a little bit odd. And maybe mixing that pitch and uh, would go up a little bit in strikeouts. Career, he's only a 20% strikeout rate. Um, so we're seeing that come in around where he's been. Cut the walks a little bit so far this year. Again, very limited sample, only 22 innings. Uh, but his walks, he's cut in half. He's always been pretty good at keeping the ball in the yard, 0.93 home run per nine. So some good indicators from him. There's some decent quality in this Diamondbacks lineup. Um, I like him better at 7,500 on FanDuel, of course, than I do at 94 on DraftKings. That's pretty steep. I don't know that I like him over there for that price. I think we can do a lot better at that price tag on uh, on DK. Um, taking on this Diamondbacks lineup, you know, you get quality and uh, power with Cole Calhoun up top. You've got Starlin Marte to worry about in there, David Peralta, Christian Walker. So just a lot of guys that can get to him. And Ketel uh, Marte up top as well limits the strikeouts, has power, a lot of speed. So a lot of things that I like about that Diamondbacks lineup. So I don't know how much Bassett I would roll out on the two-pitcher site. I think you get enough savings with uh, with him on FanDuel and a decent enough projection that you can get away with limited deployments of him. Not crazy. Um, and coming to the other side, I think Gallon is a guy I like. Uh, this athletics lineup is one that I like to get to usually, but uh, he's, a, he's a pretty quality pitcher. He's expensive on FanDuel, 9700 but I'm getting a good projection on him. I like it a lot at 88 on uh, on DraftKings. The fact that he's that much cheaper than Chris Bassett on the other side on this one makes very little sense to me. Uh, he's the objectively better pitcher, strikes out more guys, 29% uh, career strikeout rate, walks 10.1% of guys for his career, uh, but just very, very good pitcher. 93-mile-an-hour fastball with heavy spin, uh, gets 21% swing and miss on it, so good swing and miss rate on his, uh, on his fastball. Uh, he's 81-mile-an-hour curve, 88-mile-an-hour cutter, 80-mile-an-hour change. Uh, 42% whiff rate on the curve so far on 85 of them, 28% uh, whiff rate on 79 uh, cutters, 30% whiff rate on 73 uh, changeups. So just a pitcher I really, really like. Got a lot of swing and miss stuff. And we know that there are strikeouts available in this A's lineup. Um, you know, Marcus Semien up top, not necessarily. Tony Kemp up top, not necessarily. But he's a slap hitter. He doesn't really strike fear in anybody's heart. Mm -hmm. And then you start really juicing up the strikeouts into the mid-20s through most of this lineup, back-end high-20s. So there's a lot to like about the matchup here. I really think we can do some good things with Gallon, and I think it's going to limit how much I get to these A's. Uh, and then we got the Mariners and the Dodgers. Justin Dunn going for the Mariners. Ross Stripling going for the Dodgers. Uh, Justin Dunn, the number eight uh, prospect in the Mariners system. He's coming off his first career win against the Rangers, uh, pitching six innings, two runs, 
Uh, he had not pitched more than four innings in his previous six MLB starts and stripling three and one with a 3.97 ERA. He did give up six earn, uh, six runs to earned in his last start against the Padres only lasting four and two thirds. Yeah, so I want to see more from Dunn. Uh, he's a high-end prospect. I think I want to see said I want to see more from him last time around and definitely want to uh, continue that trend. Big, big test for him against these Dodgers. Uh, there's just so much to like about that lineup from top to bottom. I'm worried about the kid here. I don't know that it's a good spot for him. 5,600 on FanDuel. If you really wanted to roll the dice and get some savings and, and, and throw them out there, I guess. 5K on DraftKings, same idea. You know, Maybe as an SP2, a very, very low percentage, but I do not expect anything from him here. Uh, he is a quality kid. He's allowing way too much quality contact right now, though. Uh, very small sample size, of course, in limited innings, like you said. 15th percentile exit velocity, 13th percentile hard hit, 25, 25th percentile barrels. Only 11th percentile in K rate, 8th percentile in whiff. So he's just not getting a lot of strikeouts, not getting a lot of swing and miss on his stuff. Under 20% whiff on all of, on both of his breaking pitches, uh, curveball slider. Uh, so he's really relying on 50% use of his 91-mile-an-hour fastball. He's been a 25% strikeout guy in the minors in his past. So there's upside with the kid, but he's not there yet. Uh, we've talked about it before. I think he'd be getting more seasoning in the minors if this were a normal season. Mm-hmm. Mariners are just taking the opportunity to roll him out, get him some se- get him some experience against major league hitters in a season they don't care about, uh, which makes sense, you know, for them, uh, but not for us as as DFS players. I think we definitely attack him with these Dodgers bats. I would fire away on Dodgers bats here. They're probably going to be pretty popular. Keep an eye on where they rank out in the top stacks tool. Uh, love the position flex on DK. They've got three different hitters that I really like that uh, play different positions in uh, Bellinger, Muncy, and uh, Chris Taylor. So you can do a lot of different things with those uh, with those players. The price is high on Bellinger, but he's totally worth it. Uh, Muncy, 4,800, a little on the high end, but I love 3,300 on Chris Taylor, uh, even against a righty. Totally fine there. So Mookie Betts up top, obvious. Uh, Chris, Corey Seager has just been crushing the ball uh, most of the year so really really like what we can do with this Dodgers lineup do not like the Mariners lineup on the other side of this one uh, not a team I get to very much every now and then I'll roll one or two lineups just to be you know very different and if it's a pitcher that we can attack uh, I don't think Ross Stripling's the pitcher that we can attack in this kind of a scenario uh, 0.97 home run per nine to lefties in his career and we know that that's where the Mariners get most of their power outside of uh, up-and-coming Kyle Lewis so I think we can roll some Ross Stripling out there I get a Okay projection for him on FanDuel. It's not the greatest price, 8100 but reasonable. I think we can put uh, some raw stripling in there at D- on DK at SP2. Not a pitcher I'm wild about, but uh, his 40, 40% whiff rate on his changeup uh, over the last two years, and he's throwing it some more this year. He's reduced his slider utilization, uh, so he's replaced some of that utilization with a, with a changeup, which is a good change for him. Uh, 30, I'm sorry, it's 33% over the last two years, 40% so far this year on the whiff rate on that pitch. So very good change from there. Relies a lot on his fastball, 92-mile-an-hour uh, fastball that he throws 47% of the time. Um, curveball, he was uh, 14% whiff rate on 88 of them in uh, 2020. So not getting a lot of swing and miss on his curveball. Uh, that's normally around 33 to 35% of the, uh, of the time you get swing and miss on that pitch. Seems like the spin rate is still there, so I'm not sure what's up with that pitch. Something to keep an eye on, but I think we can roll some stripling against this Mariners lineup. 
And then our final game of the night is going to be the Giants and the Angels. Griffin Canning uh, going for the Angels, and we do expect that Tyler Anderson uh, will be the starting pitcher for the Giants. Uh, Tyler Anderson coming off a uh, not great performance against the Astros, uh, only scoring two and a half points uh, on DK. Uh, Griffin Canning on the other side also, he's not coming off a, a good start as well. He's, he's, he scored 1.4 points on DK. So uh <laughs> got to imagine when, when some people see that, they're going to start looking at, at – I think especially those Angels bats. Yeah, and I think the Angels bats definitely make a lot of sense here. Targeting Tyler Anderson, uh, assuming that's who's on the hill. 1.50 home run per nine for his career. uh, 1.54 to left-handed hitters, 1.49 to right-handed hitters. So he gives up power to both sides of the plate. I think we attack this guy pretty liberally with uh, with these bats that we know in the middle of this lineup. And then we can work in like a Joe Adele from the bottom of the lineup. A Brian Goodwin, depending on where he's hitting, is a sneaky play that we like to throw into the mix with these guys. I don't love David Fletcher, but I mean, if he's leading off, he makes some sense as a table setter. Gets on base a decent amount of the time. Similar story with Tommy Listella. You get a little bit more quality with the bat out of Listella. But really what we're looking for from those guys is being on base when the Mike Trouts, Anthony Rendones, and Shoei Otanis go off. Uh, and that's the heart of the order that we're uh, looking to target here. So definitely think we can weaponize the Angels against Tyler Anderson. Uh, I hope the box score watchers are getting off Griff Canning here because that's a pitcher I like. Uh, I think he gets a lot of strikeouts. And uh, I think this is a good spot for him against this Giants lineup. Um, he's got three different pitches that he's throwing and getting uh, around 30% or well above uh, swing and miss. 45% swing and miss on uh, 448 sliders in 2019. So that's a very, very good pitch for him. Uh, 34% whiff rate on 249 curveballs. 28.2 on 199 uh, changeups. That was all 2019. So it's a good pitch mix. Uh, he's throwing the curveball a little bit more. Uh, he's brought the slider down a little bit, but he's got it to where it's like 25% each. So he's kind of keeping kinders on their toes instead of just falling back on the slider. So it's I like what he's done with the pitch mix. I think he just needs to figure out exactly how to make it all work. And we're going to see this pitcher shoot up in quality. At only 7,800 on FanDuel, I'm getting a killer projection on him. That's a pitcher I really like. Uh, 82 on DraftKings, I think we could definitely make that work as well. Cheap SP1 kind of an option, or if you wanted to go – expensive sp1 and then load in a good good sp2 i think that's your play so definitely like him here of course uh, we at awesome are excited to bring you our inaugural season-long fantasy football and best ball draft kit using the same tools that have helped make alex awesome baker the number one daily fantasy sports player we've compiled a package that will revolutionize the way you prepare for fantasy football drafts for only 29.95 our draft kit includes everything you need to Prep, including rankings, projections, sleeper tools, loads of content from our experts, and the Draft Wingman, which will update team projections in real time based on you've already drafted. And as an added bonus, new members of the FFPC, your home for pay-to-play season-long fantasy football leagues and contests, get a $35 credit when they sign up for a Awesome Draft Kit, which basically makes it free. Don't miss this one. Dominate your fantasy and best ball leagues today. Of course, uh, coming up on Monday, we've got a ton of shows. We've got the NBA Strategy Show, MLB Strategy Show, NHL Strategy Show, NBA Live Before Lock, uh, which I will be hosting, uh, the PGA First Look, and also MLB Live Before Lock. Uh, Live Before Lock will be at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The Strategy Show, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, so you definitely want to check out that. Of course, uh, Terry, let everyone know what uh, they expect to see from you on AwesomeMode.com on Monday. So we got uh, sometime tonight the uh, home runs quick hits column will drop. Uh, that'll have all my home run picks team by team, my overall home run, 
So I was, uh, I don't think I got it today. I had Freddie Freeman. I don't think he got there for me. I was chasing 10 for 25 on the season, chasing that 400 mark on the season. Uh, but the home run picks team by team were in there. And then uh, a couple uh, chalkier stack plays. Then tomorrow I dig into the stacks tool during the day. Uh, try and hit like one, two in the afternoon, post that up so people have some time to work with it, look for some different angles into the stacks, some uh, low on stack plays, and uh, try and get creative with it and uh, just give the people something different to work with. Of course, be sure to check out our sponsor, Yahoo, Yahoo Daily Fantasy. You got to check out the, what they've got going on over there. Of course, be sure to check everything we got going on at awesomeo.com. Get that MLB weekly pass, awesomeo.com forward slash join. So that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the MLB Early Bird Podcast right here on awesomeo.com.